0: To the podcast, Wolf and Mark. Thanks for joining me today. No worries. For us. I'm curious when you both heard, cause this is kind of like a mega tour. It's called the young guns, but to me, if you're, you're one of the ones that said, there's no future for rock, if you're not aware of mammoth, if you're not aware of dirty honey. So I'm curious, cause I know management is involved, but when was the first time Mark heard Wolf's music and Wolf, what's the first time you heard Mark's music and what was your reaction? Do you Do you recall?
1: I heard, obviously, I think everybody heard the distance first, um, but my booking agent made me aware that, you know, this, this record from Mammoth was coming and make sure it's on your radar. And um, it was obviously, it it was really the, the big moment was seeing him do it live. And that was when I was like, wow, you know, it's, um, this is a real thing. He's extremely talented. At all the instruments he plays, but but most importantly, he's a really really badass singer. And um, there was an immediate respect and appreciation for for what he was doing. What yeah, about you, I, I,
2: I had known Dirty Honey as that badass band that uh, went number one without a label, mm-hmm. um, and so that immediately made me want to check them out. And I had their EP, um, and then we had done some uh, radio festivals together. And so to finally see them live and to see how amazing they were live and how awesome of a of a singer, Mark is live. It just kind of immediately was that, that, that sort of kinship there formed. And then we did a show in uh, Columbia and uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And then that's how this kind of steam rolled into this.
0: Okay, cool. I mean, obviously there's a musical connection, but when you're on tour together, you got to be like a brotherhood, even if it's different bands, it's co-headlining. So yeah,
2: no competition here. This is certainly a, like a family ordeal. And at least in my opinion,
1: I agree. I agree. <laughs> Well, like a
0: family, because I'm the oldest of four. I have three little brothers and even at this my age thirty-eight, I like to tease them or I even know I love them. do, do you foresee, you know, some some fun pranks? No, nothing too crazy, but uh, you know, sticking the hand in the warm water kind of thing to mark.
1: Pranks. Oh god. Pr-
0: pranks, man, uh not really. I mean, I'm I may be foreseeing some
1: some jamming at some point, but uh other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what your like nightlife um I don't I don't know what you're you know what I mean? I don't know what what you like to do at night yet. So that'd be <laughs> to see, you know, when we're in Reno or something with a night off, uh, mm. what are we going to be up to? I have no idea. Nice. Well, I guess you guys will soon find out. Yeah, uh, exactly. What's
0: the biggest change? Because obviously you both were um, you had your handlining bouts, but for the most part, you were opening acts, you know, Mark with uh, the Black Crows and, and Wolf with, with GNR. Is there any added pressure to be the headlining act or is it just when you go up there, just playing?
2: Doesn't yeah. Make you're different. just, you're just playing for longer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's that. I think honestly, I mean, I'm sure of it. I know that being the headliner and having um, a community of fans uh, there that are familiar with your work and and not there to see Guns N' Roses or the Black Crows specifically. And, and you're kind of this, Thing they're being introduced to it's a much more fun atmosphere yeah it makes cameras. it easier in a way yeah, yeah. Sure. so uh i'm really looking forward to it because we haven't done it in a while um, <clears throat> so it'll be okay. fun. i
0: got this great comment on your favorite place wolf twitter uh, but it's a it's a lovely comment from one of my listeners uh because i had the pleasure of seeing you wolf three times last year opening for gnr oh, I wow. still- I still need to, you know, pop my dirty honey cherry, which I know sounds. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. So this is from a Jay Cran. He saw Dirty Honey open for the Black Rose in Tampa, and Wolf open for GNR at Fenway Park. Both were amazing. I love getting blown away by the opener. It makes it feel like seeing GNR open for Aerosmith in 1988. Wow, so, that's a great uh, yeah, compliment. It's a great uh, comparison. So I, I I wanted to share that because I think you guys aren't Rock's hidden secrets anymore you know kind of thing uh, Mark who did you model
1: your singing after you know when you were little Mark mini Mark there was a lot of uh, a lot of long drives um, to like hockey games with with family where I'd be singing along to like Aerosmith Records ACDC Zeppelin definitely the Stones Tom Petty I'm a huge Mike Campbell fan um, and then of course like Soundgarden Guns of Roses all that all that good stuff and Wolf, I think personally, I, it's what I said, every
0: podcast that I've done after the show that I saw you, I was just captivated by your voice. Then you learned about you do everything else. So <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> who did you, it's honestly, I, it's, you guys are one, one, A. I don't know. I think it's, it depends on the day. If you had too much tea, you guys are just the two best young voices in rock. So Wolf, who did you model your singing after? If anybody.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. At the risk of, 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 sounding like, like a, like a douche, I, I kind of didn't uh, like I, I've been singing my whole life. Uh, I've had, you know, people, uh, singers I admire, you know, like Maynard from, from tools is, is a singer I admire. I, uh, um, Ian Kenny from a band, um, uh, called carnival is a singer I, I love. Um, but modeling my voice after I, I kind of just it just sort of developed throughout recording. I mean, within Van Halen, all, all I had to do was just, you need to learn how to sing high. <laughs> and then when it came to uh, to recording this, it was just like, hey, let's see what happens. And I guess this is the voice that came
0: out. What were the, because you mentioned, because you um, Wolf, you came out, you both came out with two, new, two uh, <clears throat> new singles, or I should say a new video and a new single, Epiphany. Um, what made that the right song to put out a lyric video to? Um. Epiphany
2: uh, has, if you look at the metrics on on streaming and everything, it's the one song from the album that has been constantly played the most, other than Distance and Don't Back Down. And uh, um, in my opinion, uh, sound wise, it's sort of the the melodic core of what the band represents. You know, if you were to say, like, "Hey, what does Mammoth sound like?" you throw that song on. Um,
0: so it just seemed like the right the right pick for the next single. Okay. And Mark, what about the another last time? Your single, can you tell us about that? It it's pretty hard.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think it just it was the obvious um, single, and it had to be done at the right time. I think uh, you know artists that we appreciate um, do a lot of different styles, and they can do all those styles well. And, and so long as it's authentic to the artist, I think um, you know it'll it'll be successful. But we wanted to before COVID release a song as a single called Heartbreaker, which was a little bit more melodic um, and less heavy and COVID sort of derailed that entire thing. Um, and so now that we're at this point, third single of this record, we, we, you know, we're ready to go with uh, a more bluesy, ballad, soulful tune. I love it.
0: And it great song. Absolutely great song and bo- to both of you, Epiphany. But I, again, I had the privilege of seeing Epiphany live three times, uh, but I missed out because the shows I went to were Hershey Park, your first show, then Baltimore, and uh, my ho- kind of my home base, uh, New Jersey. I was in um,
1: Baltimore too, actually. Come to think of it.
0: Okay, all right. Well, you didn't say hi. I guess we didn't know each other, so I won't be offended. It's fine. Uh, so obviously, I missed out at the end of the tour, Wolf, when you did Paradise City at the end. If you know the name of the the name of the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, I use six degrees of GNR bacon, you know, <laughs> depending upon. I mean, you guys are obviously pretty uh, one degree, but I, well, I'm, I'm curious if you had your choice. Cause it's great to end a show with, but if you had your choice to go up there and, and jam with Guns N Roses on another song, do you have a favorite? Is there something that you would have liked to uh, play? Should this happen again?
2: I don't know. Paradise city was kind of, that was, okay. uh, it was
0: perfect, man.
2: I couldn't ask for, for anything else.
0: Okay. I'll take that as an answer. Absolutely. <laughs> again, I'm a little bitter that I missed out on it, but still uh, Mark, how was opening for, if you don't mind me asking slash, and then now going from that, did you learn anything to now being a headliner from that band?
1: Um, yeah, I think, you know, especially seeing Slash backstage, he's always got a guitar in his hand and he's really passionate about writing and performing music clearly. Like he, the guy does not stop. He's already out on the road again. Um, so, and he's, he, he loves doing it. And, uh, so long as that's your motivation, passion, I think, uh, that's a a life lesson you can take with you. Forever, Um, just do do what you're doing for the right reasons, and and hopefully, you know, God willing, you'll have success. But yeah, the passion's got to be there.
0: Right on. All right, so I know uh, you have to move on to your next station. Tour kicks off uh, February 20th. I'll see you in my neck of the woods, either Webster Hall or Starland Ballroom. However, how much how far I want to travel. Thank you both for your time. I hope we get to do this again. It's a pleasure, man. Good meeting you. So that does it for episode number 332 of Appetite for Distortion. You might have noticed, didn't ask Wolfgang one single question about his dad. It's enough already when you think about it. You know, it's kind of fun watching him fight the trolls on Twitter, but still at the same time, this doesn't just go for Twitter. This goes for other interviewers, and I've heard this. because think about it. It's not like he's just talking about his dad, Eddie Van Halen. He's talking about his dad who just passed away. Like, that's hard for me to do when I talk about it and it's been you know eight nine years it's people suck they just want they they want clickbait kind of thing you know it's just, it's just like I heard this um, from somebody'll they'll, then they'll just go when they're talking to wolf about his you know his dad and they'll just turn to Mark and say oh were you a fan of Van Halen like what is he supposed to say to that he's in on this kind of uncomfortable situation and so uh, I, I think they had a good time as I did for those 10 minutes and hope to get him on again. Also, I don't know if you realized, um, I wasn't feeling very well during those 10 minutes. I had a battle a little bit and I didn't find out until after, as I'm recording this outro, that I have COVID. I'm okay. Mild symptoms. Uh, it was just the day I recorded this for about like 12 hours. I just, all I wanted to do was sleep, had a bit of a headache um, feeling much better the next day after I slapped some stuff out, but the at-home tests say different. I'll live, put it that way. So I don't know. I was like watching back on the YouTube um, version of this episode. I'm like, I look rough. But at the same time, I, I'm on the way of getting my toothpicks from that car accident a few weeks ago, if you, if you remember. Uh, so I no longer look like Lloyd Christmas from Dumber Dumber. Anyway. Friendly reminder to follow us on Twitter at the AFD Podcast, Facebook, Facebook.com slash the AFD Show, Instagram, Appetite for Distortion. Please give us a like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, uh, The AFD Show, or just search Appetite for Distortion. Almost daily, I'm putting up highlights of the episode. So if you don't have the time to listen to, I mean, yeah, this was a short episode, but the ones that are like an hour, you know, even a half an hour. I try to break down some of those fun clips, the, the highlights of the show uh, for you to you know enjoy on on YouTube. Uh, so anyway, the next guest most likely will be Cliff Compton, professional wrestler. He was known as Domino in WWE, and he loves Guns N' Roses, so much so that's part of his ring gear. Cliffy Don't Surf. We'll get more into that next episode. So when will you see that? In the words of Axl Rose concerning Chinese democracy. You'll see it. I don't know, as soon as no! it word. No!
1: Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.